Chapter 3 Advantages of an Early Start It is the young man who has the best chance of winning. Then why shouldn't youthfulness be made a permanent asset? We have recovered from the idea of putting a man into a sanatorium just because a few gray hairs show themselves in his head. We should not ask him how old he is, we should ask, what can he do? The young man may have the advantage of years, but the older one has the advantage of experience and knowledge. Now, if this older man could carry along with him that spirit of youth which actuated his earlier activities, he would be prepared against incapacity. Our fate hangs on how we conduct ourselves in youth. The world has great need of the sober, thoughtful men above the fifty line. By right of experience and knowledge they should become our leaders in the shaping of our policies. It is all a matter of how a man comes through mentally, physically, and spiritually. Age should not count against him. The first thought is to keep healthy. In fact, we cannot harp on this too much. The second requirement is confidence in ourselves, without which our career is short-lived. Already we perceive that one must keep track of his inner self. This breeds confidence. The very fact that one stops to probe into that hidden land of thought shows that he is keeping tab on himself with a sharp eye. That's the stuff. We mustn't fool ourselves. The majority of failures come as a result of not being able to trust oneself. The moment we doubt or acknowledge that we cannot conquer a weakness, then we begin to go downhill. It is a subtle process. We hardly realize it at the time, but as the days go by, the years roll on, the final day of reckoning draws near, and relentlessly we are swept along as driftwood toward the lonely beaches of obscurity, and all because we lacked self-confidence. We did not realize it until it was too late. We were too busy with self-indulgence to struggle for success. Most of our troubles in later life started with failure to take hold of ourselves when we were young. It may be that we put off making our choice of something to do. If we had been companionable to ourselves, we might have thought out the proper course while taking long walks in pursuit of physical development. That would have been a fine time in which to fight out the whole problem, the time when optimism and the will to do are as natural as the laughter of a child or the song of a bird. That was the time when the world appeared roseate and beautiful, when success lay just beyond the turn of the road, when failure seemed something illusory and improbable. Then was the time to jump in with both feet and a big hearty laugh to solve the problem of what to do and how to go about it. It is surprising how readily the world follows the individual with confidence. It is willing to believe in him, to furnish funds, to assist in any way within its power. And that is where the man with a smile is sure to win, for the man who smiles has confidence in himself. So long as we carry along with us our atmosphere of hearty goodwill and enthusiasm we know no defeat. The man who is gloomy, taciturn, and lives in a world of doubt seldom achieves more than a bare living. There have been a few who have grown their way through a competence, but in proportion to that overwhelming number of souls who carry cheer through life they are as nothing.
mere drops in the bucket. If the truth were told, their success came probably through mere chance and nothing else. Such people are not the ones for us to endeavor to follow. We cannot afford to allow our visions to sour. Beginning early takes away timidity and builds for success while we are young enough to enjoy the benefits. Although it is never too late to start a cheerful life, we don't have to kill ourselves in the attempt. There is no necessity for throwing all caution to the winds, but we should press our advantages. With self-analysis comes a certain poise, a certain dignity, and kindliness that tempers every move with precision. Once we get to the proper start, we have only to take stock now and then in order to keep our machinery in a fine state of repair. If we have chosen wisely, we love our work and stick to it closely, not forgetting the home duties and our share in its success. Right here we run up against the danger signal if our business success wins us away from the hearthstone. Love of home is a quality of the workers of the earth. What does it profit a man to win the whole world if he loseth his own soul? To sum up the case, once we have made up our minds to win and how we are going to do it, the next step is to act. Health is synonymous with action. The healthy man does things. The unhealthy man hesitates. And when we get ready to act, we will act with the air of a conqueror. We must supply from our own store our atmosphere of confidence in order to win confidence. The successful man is the one who knows he is right and makes us realize it. It is always worthwhile to study the successes among our acquaintances. Are they gloomy, morose, and irritable? If they were to that extent, they would not be successful. On the contrary, they are robust, confident individuals who have taken advantage of every rightful opportunity and possessed the power to smile when all about them were in the dumps. When everyone else thought that there wasn't a chance to win, these fellows stepped in and took charge. When we interview the failures we find that all of them give one excuse. I didn't have the confidence. They might not say it in exactly these words, but the meaning is plain. They ran through the whole gamut of self-distrust which is the natural result of not having started early in the study of self, the serious realization of their own capabilities. This makes it easy to understand their plight. If we know ourselves, we are strengthened that much because we can bolster up our weaknesses. We will know enough to combat timidity. We can then know what we are capable of and thus become conscious of our innate powers that only need to be called into action in order to become useful. We cannot imagine for an instant a great violinist going out on the concert platform in ignorance of the condition of his instrument. And yet failures go out on the stage of life knowing nothing of their strengths and weaknesses, and still expect to win. If we are to become successes we must keep success in mind, banish all thought of losing. Success is just as natural as anything else. It is only a matter of the mind anyhow. We are all successes as long as we continue to think so. Self-depreciation is a disease. Once it gets hold on us, goodbye. And that is why it is wise to begin early, 
to take hold of affairs while we are young. Superiority over our fellow man comes from a superiority of mind and body. A healthy mind breeds a healthy body. The most superficial study will convince us of this fact. Appearance counts for much in this world. We judge largely by appearances. We haven't time to know everyone we meet intimately, and as a result must base our opinions upon first impressions. The fellow who comes in an office with his head hanging down between his shoulders and a frown upon his face doesn't get far with us. We find ourselves looking over his sagging shoulders toward the individual behind him, who comes in with a swinging step and the confidence born of health and good spirits. Self-confidence in youth makes for self-confidence in after years. This is far from meaning that one can be brazen and inclined towards freshness and get away with it. It merely means the marshalling of one's forces, the command of one's self, and the ability to make others recognize that we are on the map because we belong there, and one of the quickest ways to accomplish this is to have a smile tucked away for instant use. Again, this does not mean that we are to carry round a ready-to-wear grin, which we wear only as we are ushered into the presence of another. A real smile or a hearty laugh is not to be counterfeited. We easily know the genuine from the spurious. A real laugh springs naturally out of a pure, unadulterated confidence and a good physical condition. What triumphs, what splendid battles have been won through the ability to laugh? at the right moment. Whenever we find that we are losing our ability to smile, let's have no false notions. We are neglecting our physical well-being. Let us then and there drop the somber thoughts and get out into the open air, run down the street and, if possible, out into the country. If we see a tree and have the inclination to climb it, well, then climb it. If we are sensitive about what our neighbors might say, too bad. But we can romp with easy grace, if we but knew how gladly our neighbors would emulate our gymnastics, if they knew the value of them, the laugh would be on us for dreading their opinion. One thing we do know, they will envy us our good health and spirits. End of chapter 3